Welcome to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast, where we are in pursuit of living life abundantly, not held back by our body size or symptoms, nor are we held back by our hurts, habits, or other obstacles in life. Learn the secrets to crush it in your health, wellness, relationships, and spiritual life. I am Danielle, your host and practitioner. And in this episode, we are going to go over, oops, I just hit my table. Uh, We're going to go over a very important topic. And I think it's really important, especially um, for those who have health challenges like diabetes and Hashimoto's and weight issues. You are likely well acquainted with modern medicine's routines and feel very comfortable with that. Yet it's sometimes scary to step into the world where you know you'll get the help you need to prevent or reverse your diagnoses. But you and the things that you don't want to carry on from your family's history, but it's really hard to step into that holistic health realm for many reasons. And I really want to get in that. Like I work with nurses. I work with just, you know, stay at home moms. I work with other professionals. I work with a lot of women who don't question going to the doctor But then when I ask or like recommend something to them, they're like, well, I just, I'm really scared to try that. Or I guess I didn't realize it, think about it that way or whatever. So I really want to dive into that kind of conversation today. If you'll have me, Um, I'm so glad you're here and in my ears. And before we dive into this discussion at all, I just want to say hello to you. I want to say hello. You are a part of my community here of smart, professional women who have experienced the frustrations of dieting in the dieting industry and are looking for real answers. And not just real answers, you want real results. So whether you're predisposed to diabetes, diagnosed with diabetes, pre-diabetic, or struggling with Hashimoto's or weight concerns, or just you feel like a shell of yourself, I just want to let you know that this community is for you. And I am so glad you're here. I hope that you feel seen, known, and understood, and like you belong, because you do. So I understand, um, moving on in this, I understand how easy it can seem to go to the doctor for prescription, because it is. But stepping out and seeking holistic health practitioners can seem like a daunting step. We don't have, like, you know, even with my own kids, I took them directly to the pediatrician. Like, I didn't think, I did not know that this was even an option. So it can feel daunting. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to look for. All of the things. So I want to delve into the reasons behind this hesitation. Like, why is there even a fear? Because when we know the why behind the what, we can address it. Like, we, we can be honest and understand and make an educated next best step. So we're going to overcome the barriers to this and talk in depth. So let's begin with the allure of conventional medicine. It is no secret that when we experience health issues, our first instinct is to often consult a medical doctor. Conventional medicine offers quick solutions like prescriptions, which can seem like a straightforward fix. It is. But is it always the right choice? Now, I have some clients I'm going to talk about in here, and one of them, I did change their name, her name, because I didn't want to um, out her and I didn't want to disrespect her. Um, But I have a client, her name is Sarah. She is one of these high achieving professionals and she's married. She's a mom of two. And like many of us, when she started getting migraines, so she started getting migraines, her first instinct was to consult a medical doctor. Hello, I did too. Conventional medicine seemed like it would give her that piece of hope, offer that quick fix because, or give her that quick fix in the form of prescriptions. And as Sarah recalled to me, she says, I, or said, I thought it was the easy way out. I'd visit my doctor, get a prescription, and then the problem would vanish. Like I didn't have migraines anymore. 
It seemed like a straightforward fix. But let's take a moment and consider the allure and the potential pitfalls of a conventional medicine approach here. Conventional medicine does not or does indeed provide that immediate relief. And when you're in pain or distress, and let's be real, when you have a migraine, an awfully debilitating migraine, well, I used to have them all the time. A visit to the doctor can be a lifesaver. That quick fix can feel like a godsend, offering relief from the symptoms that have been weighing you down. And I get it. However, it is essential to acknowledge the potential side effects and limitations. Medications come with a list of warnings and sometimes the cure or like the um, prescription or the band-aid or whatever you want to call it can actually cause worse symptoms than the actual issues that you had. And Sarah wasn't immune to this reality. She said that the medication she was prescribed helped with her symptoms, but it came with a slew of side effects. I felt like I was trading one set of problems for another. And we must remember that conventional medicine excels in emergencies and acute conditions, but it might not always be the best approach for chronic issues or long-term health goals. The quick prescription might offer immediate relief, but it doesn't always address the root cause of the problem. So I want to talk about migraines for just a moment. I was a person who um, had migraines all the time growing up. And it's interesting because now when you go to the OBGYN and they'll ask you if you want to be on birth control. And then one of the first questions they'll ask you is, do you get migraines? So I wasn't eligible for birth control as I got older because I realized that my headaches were actually migraines as a kid and whatever. Anyway, so I would go to um, a neurologist and I was being treated for, I think it was like a year or maybe it was, yeah, it was right at a year I was being treated I tried all of the different migraine medicines and so forth. And I think it was called Topamax. Yes, Topamax was the prescription that I was on daily. And it was one of those medicines you have to wean yourself on and then wean yourself off. And the doctor was very clear that if I wanted to get pregnant, I had to wean myself off and it had to look like this and it had to be very systemic, like a systematic, I mean, a systematic um, titrating off, all of that. And I just was not getting better. But you know, the side effects of the Topamax for me was that I could not focus. I could not, I had brain fog. I felt depressed. I felt anxious, but I was also, you guys know, I already talk really fast as it is. And it was like, I was on speed and I don't say that lightly, but it was, I would have friends look at me and say, okay, Danielle, I need you to repeat that again and say it slower. I wouldn't have no idea how fast I was talking. And I think that my experience, Sarah's experience that she shared with me that I was allowed to share with you guys is that we need to understand the importance of exploring holistic alternatives, but not when it comes to emergencies and, you know, that quick relief that we do need for some things. But before we move into that, I do want to share with you from one other woman who's been through this journey of modern medicine to holistic health with me as well. And this is the gal I'm going to change the name of. I'm going to call her Jane. She's a woman that was diagnosed diabetic with diabetes who initially embraced the conventional medicine approach. So she shared with me that she started Ozempic. The doctor, the endocrinologist gave her Ozempic to help regulate her blood sugar but it didn't help her understand why she got the diabetes in the first place. Diabetes doesn't run in her family, by the way. 
And um, she says, I knew there had to be more to it. In fact, Jane ended up coming to me because of the symptoms and side effects of the Ozempic. She wasn't losing the weight that it promised. She was bloated, constipated, moody, not sleeping, just overall felt like a shell of herself. She was at a loss and her conventional medicine doctors did not have the time to truly help her. And honestly, I get it. It takes a lot of time and hospitals and medical staff and medical offices, they truly cannot afford to take care of you the way you need to be taken care of. They cannot make money if they're not seeing enough patients. It is a broken system for sure. So, and I'm not saying that, I'm again, I'm not pro-con. I am pro that, I'm pro and. I'm pro and. I'm not pro one, you know, like n- no modern medicine or only holistic or I am pro like both and. Both and can work together. But these stories from Sarah and Jane serve as a reminder that while conventional medicine has its place, there are often more questions that need to be answered, especially for those dealing with conditions like diabetes, Hashimoto's, or persistent weight challenges. And we've discussed the allure of the conventional medicine about just that instant gratification, that quick fix hope, all of that. But let's talk about something that resonates with many of us as well, the dieting industry. Hang on with me because I want to make sure that you navigate holistic healthcare like a boss. So keep listening because the dieting industry is also looped in here. It's looped in because it also promises quick fixes and transformative results. And it can be incredibly alluring. It taps into our desires for change, offering that dream of better or of a better, healthier version of ourselves. It's no wonder that millions of us have taken the bait, hoping to shed those extreme extra pounds, feel more energetic and regain our confidence. But my friend, it's time to face the truth. The dieting industry often leaves us disheartened and disillusioned. And I want to go in. I want to go in with you. Will you join me? I want to go in as to why we're left disillusioned. First, it's the promises. These diets, these dieting, these nutrition coaches, all of these programs, including the doctors that prescribe the Ozempic and the Wegovi and um, whatever it was. So Lilly, the pharmaceutical company Lilly is actually suing uh, med spas and other doctors who are not utilizing their diabetes medicine for the correct thing. I don't remember what theirs is named, but like if they're prescribing it off label because it is causing other problems. But these promises that these dieting programs and the dieting industry of shrinking ourselves, the, the, the industry of shrinking ourselves, dangle a carrot of a sleeker and more attractive you. They come with glossy brochures, impressive before and after pictures, and catchy slogans that promise results in record time. Their promises disillusion us from the reality. The problem is that these diets often set unrealistic expectations. We dive into them headfirst, hoping for an immediate transformation, only to find that the results are hard to maintain in the long run. 
the weight creeps back, or if you're like me, it piled back on. And while, and we're back at square one. And so many of us have fallen into this cycle. We've started diets with enthusiasm, like, yes, this is it. We're going to do it. We're going to throw out everything in the house and we're just going to eat from this list or whatever it is, only to feel that, that we're on a roller coaster of hope and disappointment. I've heard countless stories, friends, countless stories from my clients, and they echo this pattern. Katie, one of my clients, uh, she gave me permission to share her journey. She said, I've tried every diet under the sun and each time I lost weight, but it always came back. I felt like a failure and it took a toll on my self-esteem. And this is where the emotional toll of failed diets come into play. The ups and downs can erode our self-confidence and our mental health. It's a vicious cycle. And it affects not just our physical health, but our mental health. And it also affects our relationships with others. So let's take a minute and reflect. The dieting industry with its seductive promises and frustrating shortcomings has led many of us to the same realization. We need a different approach to our health and wellness. And that macronutrition coach or that coach inside your gym is not the answer either. So I want to go in and explore the idea, another, how about an alternative idea, an alternative option of a holistic health approach, an approach that focuses on long-term well-being, long-term well-being, understanding our bodies, teaching you about your body, and addressing the root cause of your health challenges. It's a path or an option or an opportunity however you want it to, uh, however you want to ingest that, that has provided answers and results for countless women just like you. So just to recap, we've talked about the allure of conventional medicine, the allure of dieting and the dieting industry. And we've also talked about the pitfalls of both. Remember, I am here to remind you And to offer you a both and, not an either or, a both and. So let's take a look at what holistic health is. It is a comprehensive approach to well-being. It considers the whole person, the mind, body, and spirit. It recognizes that our health is intricately connected to our lifestyle, emotions, and even our environment. It's not just about treating symptoms, It's about addressing the root causes of those symptoms. And just so you know, a diagnosis can be a symptom. The principles of holistic health are guided by the belief that every individual is unique and what works for one person may not work for another. It encourages personalized approaches to health and wellness, taking into account factors like nutrition, stress management, exercise, and more. My client, Emily, is a single woman. She works 50 to 60 hours a week. She's a professional woman dealing with Hashimoto's and struggling with her weight. She decided to try a holistic approach with me for after years of disappointment with conventional diets. She said, I was skeptical at first, but I realized that holistic health isn't a one size fits all solution. It allowed me to understand my body, my unique needs, and the triggers that were affecting my health. 
it was like a breath of fresh air. And this is just one example of how holistic health can make a profound difference in one's life. It's a path to healing and well-being that focuses on sustainable long-term results rather than the instant quick fixes. But what are the potential benefits of holistic health, you might ask? First and foremost, holistic health is about empowerment. It empowers you to take charge of your health and well-being. It empowers you to take charge, giving you back that control, putting you in the driver's seat of your own life. And additionally, it can lead to lasting results instead of those temporary fixes. Because once we hit that, um, once we hit or address the root causes of your health issues, your symptoms, it's more likely that you'll see the long-term improvements over time. And let's not forget about the stress management piece. All y'all that I work with, all y'all in my community, we're all high-stressed women. We are high-stressed, high-strung, high-performing, high-achieving. We've all got a lot of things on our shoulders. Wouldn't it be nice to understand how we can support our bodies through that or how we can actually manage our stress that is on our plate? And think about the impact of our mental health. Think about that on the impact of your sleep. And I would be remiss if not to bring this one, bring up this one client of mine that struggles with this barrier that she feels when it comes to approaching her health with herbs and homeopathy and and more holistic modalities. It's, it's unfamiliar. A doctor writes you a prescription. You trust that prescription. You take it to the pharmacist. The pharmacist fills it. You trust that pharmacist and you take it. But when, when you are given an herb, or you're given a homeopathy remedy, or you're given a different type of holistic modality, or maybe you're, you're told to eat a certain food because it helps with your digestion or your blood sugar or whatever, maybe it feels awkward, like it's not enough. That's actually what you're saying. It's not enough. My friends, healing should not be painful or should not be overbearing. It should not be controlling Holistic healing is working in and through with the likeness of the innate intelligence of our body. So what do we do now? How do we get over these barriers or these barriers that we may have when it comes to holistic health? And maybe it's even barriers to actually finally just taking care of ourselves. The first practical step is to acknowledge any hesitation that you have. Understand that change can be intimidating, but it's also an opportunity for growth. Give yourself permission to explore and learn. And then next, you've got to find the right holistic health practitioner. That is crucial. It's not about just seeking any practitioner. It's about finding someone who aligns with your values and goals. Do your research, ask for recommendations, and schedule consultations to ensure a good fit. Don't settle. Don't settle out of proximity either. So I kind of want to help you um, go a little bit deeper because I've asked my newsletter people, my people on my newsletter, I've asked the people in my DMs a few questions um, that might help you. So I asked these questions to them and I wanted to, because I was thinking of you here in this community, in this podcast, those of you that download this podcast every week, week after week, you let my voice be in your ears. It's kind of funny. 
kind of interesting, kind of humbling, kind of like, oh, you really? People actually listen to me. It's weird. Um, But I want to provide you some deeper insight. I want to give you answers to your fears. Any kind of fear or concern you have stepping into the holistic realm, I want to make sure that, that I help you navigate that. So I went into my DMs, went into my um, email newsletter and just sent a message to a bunch of people and I wanted to know what their biggest concerns were. And one of the things, one of the questions that came out, or I guess a few questions kind of put together was why is holistic health or why is the holistic health approach best for those with weight issues or diabetes, predispositions to disease, Hashimoto's, for example? That was one of the questions that people had when they before they started working with holistic health or even while they're navigating this. Why is this the way to go? And I answered or will answer here now Um and I'll send them a link later, but holistic health takes a comprehensive approach to your well-being. It's not about masking the symptoms. It's about addressing the root causes of your health issues. For conditions like Hashimoto's and diabetes, for example, understanding the triggers and the contributing factors is crucial. And not everybody has the same root causes. So how could I give a blanket prescription to someone that doesn't have the same root causes. But I can give a blanket prescription to people if I just want to suppress their symptoms. So instead, holistic health empowers you in this way and gives you back control because we're looking at the triggers and the contributing factors and the root causes of your issues. Another question that came out is, how can, how can women overcome their barriers and confidently embrace holistic health? So the barriers meaning like, oh, I'm just not so sure this is, you know, whether it's expensive or whether, whatever your, whatever the excuse is or the fear is, basically barriers are fears, fears of the unknown. Barriers are like, oh, but I'm so busy and I don't have time to take care of myself or, you know, um, my husband won't eat the same way I am or, and I just can't afford to make multiple meals. I can't afford, you know, all of the things. So what would I say to those people is that the first step is to let go of preconceived notions and be open to new approaches. Education and awareness are essential in seeking reliable information. You hear, have conversations with me. Everybody that listens to my podcast can email me and I will respond right back to you. I actually had somebody, uh, somebody do that last week after last week's episode. Um, and someone responded and or sent an email and I have already talked to her and, um, helped her very surface level support. And it gave her exactly what she needed. And it was a question I could answer in a matter of like five minutes. And it was because my finger was wonky and it took me a minute to reply. But it's also, I think we also need to remember that life is a journey. Why do you think your health shouldn't be either? You know, holistic health is an investment. It's an investment in you. It's an investment in the future generations. And as I start to wrap up this episode, talking about holistic health and what it's good for, the confusion and conflicts of modern medicine and the dieting industry, I want to share this with you. In my practice, it is my goal to see you. 
the real you, the real you, not the you that you want everyone else to see. The one behind your words, behind your symptoms, behind your eyes. It's my goal to know you. To know is to understand and connect. I want to have a connection with you that that offers you a safe space to share your vulnerabilities. That's why I encourage you to email me. That's why I'm asking you to hit hit reply on my email newsletters. Because when you are when you are given a safe space to be vulnerable, vulnerabilities create human connection. Human connection creates the change that you're actually looking for. And the third thing that my goal in my practice is here on the on the podcast, on my blog, on my Instagram, in my newsletter is that I want to point you to Jesus. It is no secret that I'm a follower of Jesus. It's no secret probably that I vote in line with the lens of a biblical worldview and protection of the Constitution of the United States. I provide a safe place, a safe space for women to find healing in methods that honor God's innate design of the body. I do not offer the woo-woo, new age, postmodernism, or any other form of healing modalities that are not scripturally sound. I don't call myself a healer. I call myself a teacher because that's the actual definition of doctor as a teacher. I teach you about your body. I teach you what you can do, what methods you could do, what things you can use, what's good, what's not like for you specifically. It's not my job to be God. It's my job to honor and point you to him and his innate intelligence of the body. And if this is something that you wish for in a primary care provider, I'd love to be a part of your healthcare team. You can find more ways to work with me at the links below in the show notes. But right now, as of this recording, I'm currently taking five new patients each month and I'm preparing to run a new program called Diabetes No More. And this program, Diabetes No More, is running from November 6, 2023 through the 30th of November. It is four weeks long with four live meetings and it includes your continuous glucose monitors. It includes all of the required supplements. It includes meal plans, a chat slash group with me and the rest of the members, your course material, um, workouts, everything you need for the four weeks. It is HSA and FSA eligible. I want you to take the opportunity to step into a holistic healing modality. And this could be a really good first step for you is just joining that diabetes no more. Or if you're not a group person and you're intimidated by groups, grab one of my new patient seats. Grab one of those and, and save it. Become a new patient of mine and experience what it's like to work from a functional, holistic perspective. If you're interested at all in learning more about my pr- programs, how I do things, feel free to email me. Hello at cryinginmycheesecake.com. Or find me on Instagram at crying in my cheesecake. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Crying in My Cheesecake podcast. I hope it encourages you to make the next best step for your health. Take a look at the show notes for more information or other links I mentioned in the episode. And if you got to this point, come find me on Instagram and send me a DM at crying in my cheesecake. Tell me you listened to this episode and what you got out of it.